what you want, when you want it, where you want it. This is The Mesh. Brothers in Tech is a weekly podcast focused on personal and home technology, helping provide you, our fellow brothers and sisters in tech, with some information, assistance, and recommendations. Given the speed at which technology changes, some of the topics we discussed in early episodes of Brothers in Tech need to be revisited. In this episode, the brothers discuss streaming services, sharing what we are currently subscribing to and why, whether our thoughts on services have changed over the past two years, and which services we would put our money on going forward. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Brothers in Tech, the technology discussion show mainly focused on those of you working in home, family technology, things that you use in your personal life. We're here to talk about those different aspects of technology and be your online community and uh, discussion forum for all things happening in the tech world that affect us on a daily basis. Uh, my name is Alan Jackson, and I am one of the two brothers in tech. Actually, tonight, special alert, there's going to be three brothers um, that we're going to be having uh, back around the table here. But let me introduce my my standard co-host, my <laughs> standard brother, my my biological brother, uh, Brian Jackson. Uh, Brian, how you doing? Uh, I am doing pretty well, although I'm I'm getting the sense that this is I'm not even going to be your favorite brother anymore uh, of this episode. So, what do you mean yeah. anymore? <laughs> uh, well, it's just it's so good. And the jabbing, and the jabbing has begun. Uh, it's always so. This is just the favorite part of my week um, to where I start to feel really bad about myself and. And then I get another week or so to build myself back up. But I'm doing good, Alan. Thanks for uh, uh, knocking back here with with you guys. Well, uh, it's good to see you, Brian. I mean, really, we actually haven't recorded in a little while. We, uh, uh, I don't think quite, you know, it's been a couple weeks, uh, a little bit longer break between our recording sessions. So we, we, we didn't go every week like we tell our listeners. We do. We, 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 we have an episode every week. But I think it's okay to let people know that we don't always record every single week, right? Right. right. We, okay we, recorded, we recorded 40 episodes six months ago. We haven't seen each other since. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so it's I good was, to see you, Alan. It's good to see you. you I know? was 39 years old when we recorded these episodes, <laughs> and I've been just putting them out for the last several years. No, um, yeah, so it's been a little bit since it we has. got to get together, Brian. So it's good to see you again. Good, good to see you. Well. Good to see you. Yeah. And, um, uh, we have a we have a topic to discuss today here on Brothers in Tech. You know, we get together, we talk about a different topic of technology, uh, especially home, family, personal technology. Every time we get together, we're going to do an interesting topic where we're going to revisit something that you and I, Brian, did an episode about. Gosh, probably a year and a half ago. I think is what I we figured out. I think it's been almost two years now. Yeah, okay. this was actually our first series of episodes right brothers in tech which makes it kind of a good time to revisit it um you know you may think two years doesn't sound like a terribly long amount of time but in the world of technology and especially in the world that we're going to be talking about there has been a lot of evolving and changing we're going to be talking about streaming television services revisited we want to kind of revisit the discussion on streaming TV services. What's the landscape of streaming ter- TV services nowadays? The different service options, how they've changed, and where our preference lie with those, and how can we help our listeners kind of make sure they're they're choosing the right services for them and uh, making them aware of any changes that different services have gone through. But Brian, uh, let's let's mix it up a little bit instead of it just being me and you like it was two years ago. Let's bring another brother to the table to talk with us about this. Yeah. And, you know, I think uh, it would actually be good. Let's, let's bring someone in who all they do is sit around and watch TV. So uh, let's hey. talk about, let's bring that person. Well, in. you mentioned, you meant, you told me about this topic and we both said, Oh, we know the perfect person yeah. to get that yeah. fits that description. And it is Jeff Hartman, one of our earliest guests here on brothers in tech coming back for another round with us. How are you doing, Jeff? 
I'm doing great. Thanks for having me back. Yeah. <laughs> All the kind words already. So yeah, it's already started. It. Well, no, no, Jeff, Jeff is uh, the professor of exercise science at Gardner-Webb University. Uh, big interest in passion and wellness and fitness. So he joined us uh, many episodes ago to talk about some uh, things in the fitness world when it came to technology. And, uh, and as among other things as well, we've talked about with him. Glad to have you back here with us again, though, Jeff. Good. Thanks for having me. You know, a lot has changed since you guys talked about this. I believe it was pre-Tiger King, uh, which tells oh. you it was pre, pre-Plague. pre So Right, right. Yeah. Yes. And we, you know, we That's talked about having point. a series of service, you know, series of episodes strictly on Tiger King. Uh, <laughs> but I'm kind of glad we waited because, you know, there's a whole other series of it out now. Right? So, yeah. Yes. yeah. That's important. There is a, the sequel. <laughs> we will not be covering that in today's episode, I don't believe. What? Sorry um, to break that to you. What we are going to talk about, as I mentioned, is the streaming services as they stand now today. And uh, so what we figure we'd be interesting to do is kind of we can just chat a little bit about the state of streaming TV services now. Is it any different than it was two years ago? And then we're going to go around each of us kind of talking about the ones that we primarily are using and why. And if there are some services that maybe we've shied away from or ones that uh, we find ourselves using more than we expected. And uh, what may be some changes to foresee with them going forward as well. So, guys, as I just kind of ask both of you collectively here, uh, I assume we're all on the same page that we are all using streaming services exclusively as a way of watching television now outside of, you know, I don't know if anybody still uses DVDs on this on this roundtable here or not, or if everything's all streaming. But as far as watching like our content, like things that were shows we're watching or other movies that we want to pull up and watch, it's all pretty much streaming services for everybody. Is that correct? Is anybody using anything outside of a streaming service nowadays? No, I know this yeah, is an audio content, so I have to kind of explain to the listeners that both of them are shaking their head no. Okay. <laughs> Did you hear that? Did you hear that, Alan? Yeah. I heard Brian's loud and clear, but I will say, <laughs> no, I, I've I've I have been nothing but streaming for years now. Yeah. Yep, agreed, agreed. Okay. Nothing. Uh, yeah, I can't remember the last time I watched a DVD. Um, I certainly can't remember how long it's been since I've had any sort of formal cable. I think that's probably been at least ten years um, now for me. So, so we are we have all been completely away from cable. For any kind of television content, physical media like disc um, or uh, I know antenna, that's way gone as well. So everything we're getting for our television content is coming through an Internet enabled device or TV of some sort. Well, I feel like I should confess that I can't find the Godfather trilogy on a streaming service. So I am introducing my 20 year old daughter to the classic um, okay. So I, I have cracked DVD. open a DVD. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. So I have a DVD. I, Do you I have, have a DVD, DVD player? Yeah. <laughs> okay, that's the question. I, I mm-hmm. wanted to know. I I have one DVD player, and I'm not sure if it still works, but but it's it's still connected at this point. Uh, yeah. So yeah. Well, I um I review films uh, a lot, and as as a listed authentic reviewer i actually get studios sending me screeners and half of them have gone to moving to online uh special apps i have to download and authenticate and use to watch the films some of them are still sending by dvd and dvd that's watermarked with uh for security purposes so i still have to watch dvds occasionally but uh, for me personally is just more from entertainment standpoint um that's uh you know it's everything's on the streaming service so I I should probably also confess that um, we have a 2008 Honda Odyssey, so we have to go watch the DVD (laughs) in the back of the Honda Odyssey. I make my daughter go out there for for three hours, but it's been relatively warmer in North Carolina in uh, December, so I I don't feel bad about that. So you're watching the entire Godfather Saga trilogy in the backseat of your Honda Odyssey. Is that right? Okay. While, while, while you're driving. So you've had to, they've had to fill up five times since the, the movie started. 
Oh man, Father of the Year yeah. here. Let me tell you, people, this this <laughs> is so this is what it's all about. <laughs> when yeah, I, was, well, I would say I could watch it on my computer, but even the computers that I have now do not have DVD players on them uh, or right. or CD uh, CD ROM. I think slots, we are in so. the last the last yep. final vestiges of seeing physical media available. Yep. I, I, I'm going to make a prediction two years from now. I, I don't think you're. I don't think any, you're going to find them at any real store, uh, the physical media for, for DVDs. Um, yeah. yeah. Music CDs may still have a further shelf life, but I, I really do think DVDs are going to be gone in two years is just where I'm, I'm my, my opinion on that is. Um, but let's talk about streaming TV services. Yeah. Let's talk about kind of what's changed, what's happened in the landscape. Before we get into any specific services, just has the nature and the, 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 quality of streaming services changed dramatically in two years? Have we seen anything really different with the landscape in general? Um, I, I'm, I'll go first and kind of kick yeah. off what I'm looking for answer-wise. I don't think anything's really changed in the way these streaming services are working. I think more than anything, um, we'll get into individual services in a minute uh, to talk about what changes they've had. I, I think the more than anything, it's just the fact that more people are now relying on the streaming services. And I think the pandemic situation really helped spur that along a lot quicker too, because we had a lot of movie studios that started to say, let's start pushing out our, our films directly through streaming services instead of through movie theaters, because movie theaters were shut down for a while. And um, that really shook some things up that all of a sudden made it to where now some of these streaming services can be seen as your premier entertainment option brand new releases, brand new premieres that you didn't have before. Now, some of them are still doing that uh, while also still going back to the theater simultaneously. I don't know how much longer that's going to continue. I'm really anxious to see how many studios still decide that they're going to start pushing out some first release mm -hmm. uh, movies through these streaming services for how much longer. So. Yeah, well, I don't want to jump the gun too much on that, but you know, HBO Max is by far my favorite streaming platform. Okay. And I'm, Alan, I'm sure you're well aware of the ramifications of Christopher Nolan um, and the, the deep reverberations that sent throughout the movie industry with his rela exclusive relationship ending with his longstanding moving stu movie studio. And um, of course the blowback with um, the Marvel movies being released on Disney plus and how that sort mm -hmm. of, led to multiple lawsuits and a lot of animosity. So that certainly has, I think, changed. And as you're saying, I, I, I do wonder if that is a new normal or if that was just another COVID blip that will go away. Yeah, I, um, I, 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 I definitely have some thoughts on that whole matter. I think it's a pretty complex matter. Um, I think the studios, I mean, honestly, I think the studios were, were put in a, a, a no-win situation where when theaters are shut down for a good part of a year and you're trying to figure out you've spent millions of dollars producing a film and you need to have it be shown, you can't just sit on the shelf forever. What do you do? And I think, I think HB, I think uh, Warner brothers made a really quick, but at that time probably seemed like the right decision. Let's go right to the uh, HBO max. Let's strike a partnership and let's push them out because this seems to be what we're going to have to do for the next year. And they went ahead and announced their entire 2021 slate last fall saying, we're going to put all these big releases on HBO Max day of release. And uh, they held to that for most of it. They did back out of a few of those uh, premieres late in the year, but when theaters were opened. But um, whether they continue that going forward, I don't know. I, I kind of feel like it's going to be a certain quality level movies are still going to go theatrical first. I think a lot of smaller independent movies could find a good situation where studios release them both in theaters and online. So it can really maximize the audience a little bit more, but I'm really anxious to see what happens in 2022. That's, hmm. that's to me the biggest thing that we've seen changing the landscape <laughs> and streaming services in the last couple of years. Brian, anything you've seen or noticed? With yeah. You? I mean, my, my thing I think is so interesting is that if I think back two years, maybe three years ago, um, it felt like uh, streaming services were uh, somewhat of an add-on for most people's use 
right? It was it was kind of the extra. It was the way in which they got kind of some some interesting content. And and I don't remember being that concerned about individual titles as much. You know, for example, if someone told me, "Hey, I'm watching this show," well, you I, I didn't get as much of that before. People would watch a show because I, I didn't worry about it because I didn't have that service, right? Maybe I had one service and I just knew I was picking that up as extra stuff. Well, now that that's become the main source of viewing, right? Where you're going and watching series. I think to me, this is the biggest change is that everything has gone so heavily towards series that now you get hooked into something that now when someone tells me, I mean, Jeff's the one who informed me about succession, you know, on HBO mm-hmm. and said, Hey, have you watched this? It's the greatest thing. Well, now you hear that even anywhere you're on, you know, a podcast or someone else are talking about succession and about, the, you know, this particular thing. Well, people are hooked to where they're almost to the point where they're going to now go and get that service. If you told me a movie was on HBO, I would not go buy the service or pay for the service for a movie. But I would for a, a series that I thought was going to be progressive, that I was going to get engaged in, that would keep me in it for years, potentially, if it was something like this that was going to come back out. So I think that has really changed the landscape to where people now have multiple services because there's this, I want that particular series. And I think that is really drawing people. Um, the movies, I'm, I'm sad about it. I'm sad that, you know, that you don't get this big, you know, excitement when a lot of movies are coming out. Um, I mean, I think the only one in the last couple of years that really kind of got me excited was, I think, what was it? Wonder Woman came out streaming at some point, you know, that was like, oh my gosh, you've got to actually have a streaming service to get that. What I do think would be, would be really cool. And I, and I don't know the finance, obviously the financials don't work out on this, but you know, if you think about the pre-pandemic, pre-streaming, right? If, if a movie was going to go out, a movie, that particular movie would be shown at many different movie theaters and many different movie theater companies, right? It'd go to Crown and it would go to, you know, all these others, right? AMC. Okay. Well, here, now it's like, well, I'm going to go only to HBO. And that's a problem. It sucks for the user, right? In that the user is now deciding, well, I'll never get to see that movie because it's not worth me to go to that streaming service. I don't know why that the, the movie production studios don't just say we're going to create this great movie and we're going to give it to every streaming service as long as they charge for it. So it's like, you know, it's a $2 watch fee, but if you then got a deal with everybody, it went on Netflix, it went on HBO, it went on YouTube, it went whatever, but only for pay, right? People weren't just buying it for their back catalog content. Then to me, I think you'd start to get a lot of people engaged in your movie again. You'd start to probably still get a decent amount of money. Um, and I don't know what the finances are, Alan, of like Wonder Woman saying, I'm only going to go to HBO. And then I'll, well, I'll well, go on the theater, but I'll also I'll stream here only. And I just don't uh, know if the theaters just aren't going to survive. I just cannot see the theaters well, surviving. Yeah. Theater survival is a whole other issue, and, and, the, and I'm concerned as well. I think to counter your point a little bit about, you know, uh, for example, okay, when when uh, new films started getting announced that they were going to be going directly to HBO yep. Max, I I don't remember if I had an HBO Max subscription at the time. I don't think I did, but I started doing the math and saying, "Look, all these films I want to see over the course of the year that I know I'm going to see, I'm going to watch one way or another. I'm either paying ten or eleven bucks to go to the movie theater to see one film, or I pay ten fifteen bucks a month." for a streaming service. And if I watch one film a month that I wouldn't have seen otherwise, I've more than paid for it already. And that was kind of the equation going through my head is that it used to be with TV shows. That was the equation to say, all right, well now this, this service has this show. So I need to watch it. Movies became the equation for me back in 2020 and 2021. Because again, wonder woman, I saw Dune on HBO max uh, here on my house. I saw uh, just a movie just the other night that was one that was also in movie theaters, but also on HBO Max at the same time. <clears throat> so I would much rather be going to the movie theater, but yeah. during the, that year and a half, I'm glad we had these options to see these films. I just think the studios really have a kind of a tough call because once you give people that kind of flexibility, it's really hard mm-hmm. to take it away. <laughs> and I think mo- box office returns at the theaters in the last few months have kind of shown that they've not been great. Because people are kind of, well, A, we still have a pandemic going on. And B, 
I think people are saying, well, I've spent the last year and a half watching brand new movies on my streaming service at home. Now you're telling me I got to go pay 12 bucks for a ticket at a movie theater and yeah. no thanks. I'm not going to do it. And yeah, but uh, let, let me, let me just, let me just counter your math for a second. So if you say countering my counter, so okay, go ahead. yeah, I'm going to counter your counter, right. By you saying, mm-hmm. well, if I, if I pay the $12 a month, I get as long as I'm watching one movie a month that I wouldn't have watched before. That's assuming everything goes to that one service. And that's sure. not going to be the case, right? That's, yeah. that's not at all going to be the case. We're going to get Paramount that's going to have a first run. We're going to have Disney plus that's going to have a first run. So now in order to see that one a month, Right, you're going to end up paying for six services. Well, and that's where I think they, the, they, the calculation is not going to work out. All right, but I'm thinking about for the typical consumer when they're choosing. See, the thing is, Brian, there's been a model where brand new movies have gone straight to online. You can rent them, and it doesn't matter what. You don't have to be a member of a streaming platform. Right. Amazon and Apple yep. have been doing that for years. Yep, brand yep. new exactly. movies that that. Mm-hmm feel like they can maybe do a little better going straight to online or go right online and say, Hey, you can buy this film or you can start renting it. It's a brand new film. And it just wasn't getting tons of traction because people are doing the the math equation in their head and saying, Oh, I've got to pay $6 to rent this film. And uh, it's not really a film. I'm that keen to see. It's not a huge blockbuster film. I'm not going to worry about it. But then when you entice them with everything else the streaming service is providing and say, oh, and by the way, we also are going to have the premiere of this big movie and it's only $10 a month for our service. Then the consumer starts saying, oh, well, 10 bucks a month and I get all of this, right. whether I right. watch it or not. I get all this and I get to see that new film. Okay, well, that makes sense to me. I'll yeah. do that. And no, uh, I, I, I agree with you. That's, the, that's what the consumer is doing. Right. It, I don't it, agree. Yeah. I don't agree that that's what the consumer is going to want to do for long term because it, this is cyclical, right? There's a reason why everybody got really frustrated with cable five years ago, seven years ago, eight years ago, and it was because the prices started getting up to the point of two hundred dollars a month for some people to have all these services. Well, take a look now at what you're paying, right? For those that are paying for Netflix, and you're paying for for us, we're paying for YouTube. Plus, you're paying for HBO. Plus, you're paying for Disney. Plus you're paying for this other thing. Next thing you know, you're in the hundred plus a month and you're right back to where you were, you know, everybody was putting their foot down and, and that's when you were paying for it with monthly going to the movie theater. I just think that, I think the, the initial calculation was wrong. I think when they said you can rent this movie, but you can rent it for $6 versus you can own it for 20 some. I think the math was wrong, but I think if you said, Hey, you've got HBO max, and here's a first run that's coming out. It's huge. It's a blockbuster. It's going on several services, but you just pay $1 or you pay $2 just to watch it just once, mm-hmm. right? I think people who are already part of that service, they do that without thinking too much about it. Um, but when it starts to be, hey, you're going to watch this one as $20. No, I'm not going to do that when I'm you know, watching at home. Or I'm not well, going to – some of us are not going to pay for a brand new service in hopes – that they're going to have blockbusters in the future. Right. I think, I think really what the smartest thing that anybody should be doing, is a lot more work, but, and unfortunately I think we just fall into a trap of not doing this is a movies coming out on a streaming service that you want to see. You pay for one month of that streaming service. And when it's done, you cancel it and you wait until there's another movie on that streaming service that you really want to see because then the cost economics work out. Then it's like, you're only paying a month of a streaming service, which is going to be the same or less than a ticket at a movie theater. So then that's, that's why they want you watching series instead of movies. Yes. That's why 80% of what's coming out right now is series instead of movies, right? Because they want you. And I think someone like Apple and it's gone others too. That's why I think Paramount and some of these others that are being really smart and saying, we're going to put it out once a week. So if you're really into this, you're yeah. going to have to be with us for 10 weeks. I always, you know, a minimum, I, always, right? I never understood why Netflix and some of these services dumped all the episodes out at one time. I know it's convenient for people. They love it to binge it, but I think you're just losing so much possibility of keeping them roped in as customers for like at least two, three months. And uh, I think they were just plus, trying to push everybody out really quickly. 
and just be the well, one yeah. service. They right? were hoping right. they could be more of a, hey, we're going to release this whole show this one weekend. And then in three more weekends, we're going to release all the episodes of this other show. Yeah. But the thing is, it's not everybody wants to see every single show that they're releasing. So you had people kind of drifting in and out of Netflix. Um I, I, yeah, I feel like I'm maybe getting ahead. I'm, well, I'm, I'm, I'm excited, yeah, because yeah. I actually don't know what you guys all are. Jeff, Jeff's, into a, Jeff's asleep over there, so I'm, yeah. I'm, <laughs> Jeff, do you have anything? I'm, to I'm, I'm sorry. I'm Brian enjoying your Brian and I were debating healthy spirited debate. So. Yeah, I was enjoying your philosophical debate about st- streaming services. <laughs> it got pretty pretty deep. I, um, you know, I've got a uh, couple younger girls and a nine year old son, and. Um, you know, I'm listening to you, uh, two old guys talk about streaming services and movies. Um, my kids won't watch movies. It's just, they just really? don't have the attention span. Too they much don't have the will. Too long. Yeah. yeah. And, and so our, I think these streaming service services, I might come at it from a different angle, but I think they're targeting the older yeah. folks well, with these movies with who have the expendable income, who will drop 14, $15 mm-hmm. a month and, you know, sit in front of the television and kind of veg out for two hours and watching a movie. But, yeah. um, I, I nope, it'll be I interesting right. to see what, what happens. You know, my, I, I teach at Gardner Webb. You, you mentioned that at the, at the start of the show. Um, I always start every semester with, with uh, who are you, where are you from? And what was the last movie you saw in the movie theater? And, uh, mm-hmm. they just, and this was even pre pandemic stuff. They, they just don't go see movies. They just don't. Yeah. And I think the attention I, span stuff. Can I throw out an even bigger concern then? Is I don't think the issue, I don't think my biggest concern is that movie theaters are going to go away. My concern is that movies are going to go away as a medium. Because you're right, Jeff. I mean, the the younger generation, you know, A, attention span, nothing they watch on YouTube or any other streaming uh, video platform is longer than uh, so many minutes. Mm-hmm. And uh, series have become so popular. I mean, think about when we were growing up. Yes, we had TV shows and series we watched, but I don't. I don't remember anything ever having that water cooler effect of everybody wanting to talk about a certain show as much. I mean, we had big pivotal not until, shows not until think, it ended, right? Like the ending of Match right. or something. But yeah, like not, you know, not, you not an everyday, not an everyday thing. There were some no. really big shows, but nowadays yeah. it's like there's at least a dozen shows yep. being talked about out in the zeitgeist at any given time online right now. Uh, and there's something for everybody. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, even just yesterday I'm talking with people and they're like raving about, you know, show Yellowstone, which I've never yep. seen. I know very little about, but you know, like, there's a whole flock of fans who are just like mm-hmm. so into the show. And the fact that this is going on, um, it makes me worry that, you know, even we've seen film directors starting to do now series and starting to do more online content. I just wonder if the whole two hour movie is just passe in a few years where people are spending all their time working on longer form content that they can break up into 20, 30 minute segments and spread out over, you know, half a year. Um, I don't know. I mean, yeah. I'm not saying I'm going to be devastated because I, I mean I love movies, but I also like a lot of this online content too. So maybe it's okay. Maybe well, it's, I mean, uh, maybe it's okay. I mean, have, have either of you listened to you know actors get interviewed uh, online where they start talking about the times where they were in a movie versus the times they're on a series, and they'll always say, "When I was on the series, it was the greatest thing. It's the greatest mm-hmm. job." Right. They check in, they do a couple of days, then they get back the next week, they do a few more days. Whereas a movie, they're going to go and commit six months somewhere on location. And they did it because one, you could get lots of great awards for that. Right. And that's where actors really became actors. But the other one was money. And I'd see the money is going away. I don't see that people are going to be paying a crap load of money just to get that big blockbuster because, as you said, it's just. It's, it's going if it's going to streaming, it's not going to make the same money. Um, now I do hope get, some of the theaters will will be smart and say they're going to consolidate. We don't need as many theaters, uh, but they're still going to make a great experience for that one big epic thing that happens once a month or whatever. But yeah, I don't know, Alan. I, 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 I know you're a movie guy, but I am I am nervous for you in terms yeah, of no, I, your I'm, your listen, passion of movies. So I I'm here. I'm there. I mean, look, I'll take it a step further. I um before we get into our 
We're still going to go around and talk about the services we're using now. I promise. We, but, we, um, look, we're going to make this a series. We're going to make this a two-part series. This is just too much fun to talk about. All right, let's take a look at what um, Marvel is doing with all their yeah. movies and TV mm-hmm. shows. They have gone from a model of we do one movie a, a, a cup every year or two to doing several movies a year that are all kind of interconnected and you kind of really need to watch one after another. Now they've moved into TV shows that have 30, 40 minute installments over several weeks along with the movies, but everything's still interconnected. They're getting that format shorter and shorter um, in longer term to where it's like a comic book where it's like, you know, an issue's coming out every month and you want, read the issue and you wait for the next one to come out. It's sequential storytelling. They can do so much more of that with shows and series than they can movies. And I think they're starting to see that. And um, that's why they're getting so much popularity from the online shows. And the movies may start to wane in their popularity over time. So they're kind of putting a lot of energy in the online streaming shows. And, uh, you know, that's a, that's to me, that's a, a real, you know, foretelling of kind of, I think where everything else is going to go too. I do think those big spectacle shows, like you said, Brian, yes, people still want to watch them on a big screen. Mm-hmm. They don't mind sitting there for two hours if they're going to pay a big ticket and really enjoy it. But I think so much those experiences are going to be fewer and farther between as we go along. And uh, yeah, yeah, it's interesting times. It really is, it really is. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about what services we are what using. Are we talking let's about actually again? get oh, to the services. point of what we were okay. talking about? Um, <laughs> let's talk about the services we're using. Jeff, you kind of tipped your hand a little bit, saying that you know HBO Max has been kind of one you have been using a lot. Kind of just you already hit some of the reasons why, but just. Uh, regale us in the reasons why HBO Max you feel like is kind of the one you spend the most time on. You know, I, I'm sure you guys remember growing up, HBO was um, sort of this, uh, you know, pay-per-view channel sort of that mm-hmm. uh, you knew somebody down the street had and uh, it had the uh, prestige movie mm-hmm. on there and, you know, the old movies. And that's kind of what I grew up with, with HBO. Um, HBO went through some changes recently and rebranded HBO Max um, I think it's fourteen ninety nine a, m- a month. Um, why I love it is just content. Um, mm-hmm. I still watch movies, and as you mentioned, Alan, it, it you know announced that year long uh, re- release a new movie a month. Um, I think it has some of the greatest scripted television, as Brian mentioned with Succession. I think the best mm-hmm. show on television, um, probably since Breaking Bad. And then um, I think Brian also used the term uh, back catalog content. Mm-hmm. HBO Max has Turner Classic Movies. It has um, Looney Tunes. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just has just the HBO Max library in itself, other than those separate entities, I think is just so robust. And it's, it, I mean, you can just deep dive into there and do the roulette spin and pick me something. And I think you're, you're going to be happy. In addition to like, um, you know, last week tonight, I think if you want to mm-hmm. get a little bit educated, maybe um, on what's going on in the world, you can have worse starts than that last week tonight with John Oliver. Mm-hmm. So I, I love it. Um, I've moved away from Netflix. I can't tell you the last time I've watched anything on Netflix. And that used to be all that we watched in the Hartman house. Mm-hmm. Um, Amazon prime. I've, I've moved away from there's the occasional uh, Mar- marvelous Miss Maisel, marvelous mm-hmm. Maisel. I forget the name of it, but mm-hmm. God, when was the last time you saw an episode of that coming out? Yeah. Um, and then I've been impressed with Apple TV, mm-hmm. the, yeah. the studio Ted Lasso built. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember, right. yeah. I remember <laughs> telling yeah. DJ about that. You mean the Ted Lasso channel, right? Yeah. Okay. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But you know, they had Coda, which I thought was a phenomenal movie come Very out. Mm-hmm. They had some other content on there, which, you know, I'm not just going to start naming all my favorites, but I've, I've been impressed with the moves Apple TV has made. I'm not sure. Is anybody paying for Apple TV yet? I still feel <laughs> I like they're refunding their monthlies. I don't know. Uh, I mean, I know every time I buy a new Apple device, it seems like they just throw more on. Throw more. Yeah. And, uh, in the same way. And then they, for a long time, they weren't charging anything just because uh, you know uh, pandemic times and everything else so yeah that's that's interesting now they've 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 
I think we even said about Apple TV, Brian, if I remember correctly, that you and I said that may be the one to watch because at yep. the time there wasn't a lot there two years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, but we also felt like they were going to be the ones to put in some money and make some quality content. And yep. um, they're still not the fastest moving. I mean, I still have to kind of go check to see if a new show has come out. And, you know, uh, a lot of times I go to the app and there's nothing new, but it's, they, they're very deliberate and kind of rolling new things out. But um, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm kind of with you, Jeff. I, I, if it's okay, I'll seg- segue to kind of mine because it's very sure. similar to Jeff. Uh, pretty much the two services I'm on just about all the time now are HBO Max and Apple TV+. And uh, Apple TV+, Plus, not as much. It's more me wanting to see if something new is coming out. And if something new comes out, I do try to watch some of it. HBO Max, I'm just happy with the quality. Um, I think the problem for me with Netflix is Netflix kind of took on a, we're going to get everything. Like, we just want to just flood our content with as much stuff as we can get. Where 10% of it was really good. The other 90 is kind of, eh, you know, I've never heard of this show before. I don't know this movie. This was a really bad movie when it came out a couple of years ago. I, I, it's just It was just a lot of just flooded of stuff and it was hard to find really good content hbo max i i I mean yeah there's some movies on there that are not good movies but i don't think none of it's trash i mean none of it's just it's all just at least feels a little more curated like there's some really good quality content all throughout their catalog and um kind of like the way hbo was as a cable channel you know you just felt like the stuff that made it there was pretty decent stuff or or better and um I think they've carried that on to the online streaming as well. Um, and of course, them having the brand new releases, uh, theatrical releases on HBO Max really help help carry that. Uh, you know, I saw the film uh, King Charles, the Will Smith movie about the yeah. uh, mm-hmm. uh, Williams sisters. Saw that on HBO Max. I know it was on at the theater, but it's a movie I, I, I probably wouldn't have carved out a lot of time to go directly to the movie theater to see. But it being on HBO Max, I absolutely turned it on and watched it, and it was a great experience. So um, mm-hmm. uh, it's a good service for me right now. So yeah. that's where I am with those two as well. Netflix is the one that's taking the hit. Um, it's yeah, just absolutely, you know, there's still like maybe one show that I'll go to that I watch there. Um, and there's a movie that premiered, uh, Tick Tick Boom, a movie that I was anxious to see that was a Netflix film that I didn't. Oh, there's another one. Uh, Oscar, kind of an Oscar, soon to be nominated film, The Power of the Dog, that came out just on Netflix. So they're getting a couple of exclusive sure. films that will keep me coming back over there, but I have to know the film is there to kind of drive me back to Netflix, if that makes yep. sense. So, yeah. I, you know, we both kind of praised HBO Max content. I don't know about you, Alan, but the app, at least the way I access it through my Samsung TV. Um, the app is, is borderline horrible. Oh, it's, no, horrible. it's, it's a really, it's so confusing. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I don't, you know, the Netflix approach of just throwing everything on a screen and having you run through everything is not great, but at least I know how to get to the stuff I'm trying to find. And it's easier to get to the HBO map app is really, really difficult. And, um, I, I kind of need to know what I'm looking for and just, I just go to search and just mm-hmm. find it instead of trying to navigate anywhere. So but I think yeah. you got, you guys still both access Brian, where are you your on streamers. Your, I'm sorry, go ahead, Jeff. Do you guys both still access sorry, your streamers through your Apple TV? Uh, yes. 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 Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. I use, yeah, I use my, my for streaming. Yeah. yeah. I use my Samsung TV to access and I, I it's, I mean, there's lag, there's serious lag with HBO Max, and we often have to do an uninstall and reinstall. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't experience that as much with other streamers. Um, mm-hmm. So I was just curious to see if you guys yeah. had similar issues. Well, I, I refuse to, I refuse to use a, you know, a TV's built-in uh, streaming capability. I just refuse to. You know, I've just had so many bad experiences trying them in the past that they're, they're just not fast they're not powerful they're not just never has been a good experience for me Uh, i will say samsung is probably the best of them uh if you're going to use one of those that that i've experienced at least but i'm just i'm a big believer in putting a putting some sort of external device on there something that i can keep updated that doesn't mean that my tv is going to be you know um kind of long in the tooth uh, as easily because i have older tvs well older you know 10 years old tvs that 
you know, still look just fine, right? Because they're working through an Apple TV or something where the content's pretty good. Um, but I will say, you know, I've used uh, HBO uh, just recently to uh, to watch Succession. Um, I don't pay for it, uh, hint, hint. Um, but uh, but I like I like it. I mean, I, I like the I like the information that's coming from. I like the content, um, but I don't know if I'm ready to to pay for it. Uh, it was just one series that I was using. But if I look back at things like Game of Thrones and some of the things that have come through there, that would be enough. And I knew if I knew there were enough of those things coming about, then it probably would be that that's horrible. It's horrible even on an Apple TV. I think it's oh, yeah. it's really clunky. Um, yeah. So, you know, what I pay for is still YouTube TV, which we can talk a little bit more about in a minute, Alan. Uh, I still pay for Netflix, although that's the one that I just don't watch. Um, mm-hmm. and, I, and to me, I think it's very similar to you guys, but um, I think YouTube, uh, Netflix and Apple, um, sorry, Amazon, they just had so much stuff that I'm, I mean, I'm not even sure how you can create a better search possibility, but when there's so much stuff, it's just maddening. I mean, there are many times where, you know, my wife and I will sit down, we'll have food, we go and sit for the TV to have kind of a, a, you know, a veg out and we'll say, all right, let's just find something. 30 minutes later, we still haven't come across something that we really want to watch. And so for one, I'm hoping those services get better at things like machine learning and understanding like what really makes sense to me. What are the you know nuances that I like in something? What's something that, you know, for example, I want to sit down and say, I got 30 minutes, you know, give me the wheel, right? And it needs to only show me things that, you know, or I want to get hooked on something or I want a one, one shot only sort of thing. Um, and none of those services do a good job. Uh, I do remember two years ago, Alan, Apple TV, when we said Apple TV, I thought Apple TV app was absolutely useless. It just mm-hmm. made no sense to me what it was trying to do. It was trying to show you things from other things, but things you didn't have, things you don't subscribe to. It was maddening. Yeah. I think it's gotten better. Uh, it's a nice portal now. It's gotten a, a little bit better, mainly because its originals, I think, are getting pretty yeah. good. Um what I would say about Apple TV, and I know I'm kind of bouncing a little bit, but I do pay for Apple TV, or at least I think I do, or at least I, I have the Apple service of several things that I think it throws it in there. But um, if I had to choose right now, if you told me, you know, choose what's going to happen in, you know, next year, I would probably say I, if if YouTube TV was still doing my thing that I wanted to do, because I still think it's one of the best services out there in terms of total content, but I would have that in Apple TV and that's it. Um, if I was going away from local TV or sports and all of that sort of stuff, uh, yeah, it would probably be Apple TV and maybe something like HBO that had a back comp catalog that would be helpful. Um, I think Apple TV is going in the right direction. I think that they're putting so much money into it that there is good quality stuff that's happening. I don't think the writing is very good. I don't think the writing is very good on many of their shows early on, but I think the cinematography is really good. They've got the money to put really you know, just powerful stuff. <clears throat> I think too much of it is like a after school special early on. Cause that's kind of what Apple does, right? They put a little too much regulations, but I think once they get a back catalog, they're going to be really hard to beat, you know? Yeah. No. So, yeah. So you mentioned YouTube TV and that's, that's true. I, I, I was kind of focusing my recommendation or what I use more on the movies and shows mm-hmm. series. But yeah, I'm still an active YouTube TV subscriber. For those of you not aware, YouTube TV is different from the other services we're talking about in that it basically replicates what you would normally use for cable television or broadcast television. All of the standard cable broadcast channels you have available to you uh, on a schedule. These are all scheduled, you know, time shows starting at certain times, just like your, just like your TV networks do. But with the capability of recording and having your own kind of digital DVR of all the all the shows you want to watch too, um, yeah. So for uh, basically what I found myself right now is that YouTube TV, meaning my closest link to traditional TV, I really use for live events, sports. You know, I will I will watch things on ESPN channels uh, sometimes instead of hopping over to the app just because I'm already in YouTube TV and it's just kind of there and easy to get to news, like, you know, news networks. If I know there's a live event going on, I want to watch. 
I don't really watch a lot of shows on YouTube TV, like, you know, actual scripted you know, content, uh, because I are generally watching those now on other services. So YouTube TV is truly for me right now. If something is a live event that is being broadcast on regular broadcast channels, that's what I use YouTube TV for. Or I just want to have something on in the background and I don't really care what it is. I'll just leave it on a channel and just let it roll. I'm not actively watching it. That's kind of what YouTube TV is for me. Um, mm-hmm. The fact that it gives you access to ESPN authentication, that's key because I need that for the ESPN app or anything else there. Um, You know, networks like Comedy Central, some other things that are not ones I sit there and it's like appointment viewing. I have to sit there and wait for the next episode. I just want to have it on if I've got a few minutes. I just want to have something to watch kind of without planning, you know. So, uh, well, but that also kind of interesting kind of, how I've seen that change. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say that that's what explains a little bit of how society has moved in terms of its content consumption is that if you wanted to, right, I mean, YouTube TV or one of those services like that would provide you pretty much everything else that you wanted. I mean, when I want to watch a good movie, well, my, my YouTube TV catalog of things that I've told it to record you know, is hundreds of titles. <laughs> There's hundreds of things in there that that are things that I loved as kids. And I can just go, oh, you know what? Let's scroll through that one. That's where we're going to find something we really like is by going over there and say, those are movies we love, right? Those are movies we, we you know, selected when we just happened to scroll and see, oh, yeah, record that, record that, record that, right? Um, and shows, you mentioned things like Yellowstone, right? Well, Yellowstone is still being, you know, put out on Paramount. We set a recording for it. So we watch it, you know, through YouTube TV. So those are some things that, you know, is okay as long as you're okay dealing with commercials. And that's the issue, right, is that is someone really comfortable with scrolling through a commercial every so often? And I think we've gotten so comfortable with, I want to sit down for that 30 minutes or that 45 minutes and not touch it, veg in, lock in, go to the next one, um, which is why those other uh, services. I think YouTube TV, still the, YouTube TV is still hoping that people do exactly what we do. YouTube TV plus something else, right? You want your non, non-commercial? Go there, right? You want your cable substitute? That's who we are. Uh, the problem is they are also getting very, very close to what cable used to be in terms of price. They're, they're getting you know more and more expensive, right? YouTube TV is $65 right now a month. It used to be 30 when I first joined in um, for a while, and it was fantastic. It was amazing. Mm-hmm. And I still will argue is the best created app for content delivery that I have experienced. I mean, it's just yeah. so well, well made. Um, I agree. But I agree. It's, uh, you know, it's continuing to get a battle right now. It's in a battle with uh, Disney, which involves ESPN and all these others. And, this is about their third battle that they've had with other companies that um, they've say, well, if by Friday of this week, we haven't come to an agreement, we're going to trim down your, you know, your uh, cost per month by $15 so that you can hop over and go get Disney on your own for $15. Mm-hmm. But that also means I lose the ability to record anything, right? I mean, right now, the, the absolute best part of this is I can set uh, for, you know, Jeff and I can talk about Virginia, Virginia basketball. I can just set it and say every Virginia basketball game recorded, every Portland Trailblazers game recorded. I can set it one time and forever it's going to record any of those that ever pops up. And, um, you know, you can't have that. Even if you give me an ESPN uh, subscription, I've got to go and be there at that time. So that's a yeah. huge loss. So, so I think there, you know, right now there's some big changes that I see coming and my own consumption. I'm probably going more towards the, I just don't need live stuff anymore, sadly, um, you know, and trying to get to where I'm just going to consume like most people do. Uh, I've been holding out. I still like the idea of scrolling and seeing yeah. something that I wasn't looking for and just getting like, oh, this is on. Interesting. I love that. Um, you don't get that, I think, with some of the. Well, yeah. I mean, you know, it's like, yes, I, I still think there's value to me. I mean, you know, when the Olympics are, are going on. I, I like having the, the broadcast channels to be able to watch those kind of things. Presidential debates. I mean, um, things that are, you know, award ceremonies, things that are like live event, you know, this is a, an event going on that you need to watch in a live environment sports, you know, as well. Um, and then, um, 
And then it's basically after all that live information, it's or live content. It's really just, uh, let me put on a Seinfeld rerun or let me watch a, you know, reruns of the office or something. It just, and again, that's, yeah. it's not appointment viewing anymore. It is for me, it's a uh, background viewing. It's, it's, it's a uh, light yeah. viewing that you don't have to be really engaged in. Um, it's kind of, a, I've just noticed that with my TV viewing habits. Yeah. Yeah. YouTube TV is I, I just got a few minutes or I just want to have something on in the background and I, I don't, I don't really want to get engaged in anything, but if I do have a show or movie to watch, I'm hopping over to one of the streaming services I talked about Sure, almost, almost 98% of the time now. So, um, we didn't mention any of these uh, other ones. So I, I showed yeah, my I hand early, but too. go ahead, Jeff, to talk about as usually I, I keep a little bit, uh, yeah. in reserve for, for the big reveal at the end. But <laughs> I, before I mention these, I will say, as I mentioned at the top, you know, I, I don't have a YouTube TV. I don't have a cable hookup or anything. You don't like do that. any like broadcast channel no. streaming right now. Yeah. But with that being said, if I want to watch the Super Bowl, I've I've always been able to watch the Super Bowl. Same thing with uh, Academy Awards, most sporting events I'm able to find. Uh, I mean, it, it is sometimes frustrating. It, mm-hmm. it takes time, but normally – like this past Super Bowl, I, I think everybody's uh, who was accessing it online it crashed early, and you had yeah, a reboot yeah. and all that. But normally, uh, you, know, you know, I would say m- the majority of the time it's working out for me to see these live live events. Um, mm-hmm. But anyway, with that being said, uh, I get and and for your listener, I'm putting in air quotes free through Verizon. Um, <laughs> I get Disney Plus. I get Discovery Plus, I get Hulu with commercials, I get ESPN, ESPN Plus, all, again, giant air quotes, free. Right, um, free. Yeah, and that's a pretty robust library for yeah, free through mm-hmm. through Verizon. Uh, yeah. Do I use them? Uh, no, not really. My kids use them more than I do. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, Discovery Plus, you were always searching for Yetis in the Hartman house uh, <laughs> with some of their um, uh, Bigfoot Hunter shows. But I mean, that, it, you know, like you mentioned, Alan, it, uh, when you, you don't want to necessarily be alone when you're alone and you want to throw something on in the background, that's when I'm pulling up those those apps. Yeah. Um, I, uh, yeah, we, I was going to say, we didn't mention, you know, the two big ones I thought that, you know, didn't come up in our first past conversations Disney Plus and Hulu. Um, and yeah, I, I think Jeff, you're right. Both of those are, they're not my go-to services. I do have both of them. Um, Disney plus I was really drawn to just because of the type of content they had. I mean, having a, all the star Wars, the Marvel, the Disney films, the some just, it had all the things that was speaking to me at the time, but then it's kind of like, once you've seen the ones you want to see, you're like, right. Okay. Well, there's not, really anything new as much and um now granted disney plus is where those marvel shows i was just talking about a little bit ago are all premiering so there is some enticement for us there but you know i think i get it as part of a bundle as well and if i had to pay for it separately i don't know if i would still do that now hulu's the one for me that i've watched one show on hulu in the last probably year um and I and somebody had to remind me that it was on Hulu, and I had to go mm-hmm. specifically find it on Hulu, and that was the only thing that app got open for, and that was the uh, Steve Martin uh, Only Murders in the Building, which is a really fun show. Just yep for everybody to know, but uh, <laughs> that was the only thing I used Hulu for in the last I don't know how long. Yeah. So that's if I've got to cut one here in the very near future, I, I think Hulu's the one I'm cutting. Um, then possibly Netflix. Um, if I had to go in order of like ones I would get rid of, that may be the, the order I go in. I don't know. Now we use Hulu, Hulu for some of that um, scripted live television uh, like stuff, the Hulu like Hulu Plus stuff, or it's like, or they do some live things on there, right? Yeah, but I I, I feel like um, so when I when I say live scripted, I'm thinking of your reality television oh, shows, right, 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 yeah, like. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, Dancing with the Stars, American mm-hmm. Idol. I think I think we get it. Maybe a day late. Um, yeah, they put it on I, Hulu like the ne- the next day after it was on the air. So I mean, yeah, if yeah. you're not if it's not something you have to watch the time it's actually airing, then mm-hmm. that's a good option for you. That could probably 
they don't cover every network, but they cover a lot of the networks in mm-hmm. that. So if you're someone who does still want to watch broadcast shows, but doesn't want to pay for a you know YouTube TV subscription, Hulu may be an option for you, but you do need to check and make sure the shows you're wanting to watch are mm-hmm. on Hulu and going to be available the next day for you um, yeah. with that. I'm interested if you guys are following at all the shift of NFL games to Amazon. Mm-hmm. It seems like mm-hmm. Thursday night games are on Amazon. If I remember correctly, they're looking next year. Amazon is going to add even more NFL games. It's, is it a matter of time before they have exclusive rights uh, to yeah. the NFL games? That, I mean, that's a seismic shift, too, in, in how you're yeah, going to access that's a big live shift. sports. That's a big shift, although I, I will say I think – there was rumblings at one point about Apple making a play for one of the big, the big sport leagues. And, you know, that's, I mean, to me, that's, that's game over, right? When you get a company like Apple that can put the money in and say, now we're going to have you guys come to our Apple TV app to watch NFL red zone or in uh, you know, NBA TV or something like that. And then while you're here, you we'll start building up some content to me. Like I said, I think, I think Apple just, Thinking about, you know, globally, they've got the money, they've got the creativity, they've got the platform, they can certainly make your your visual experience really, really nice, right, by having a a way to present it to you uh, that's a little bit more enjoyable. Um, I think if they had a back catalog, so if they, you know, at one point they were talking about buying, I can't remember who it was, uh, or if you guys remember, but there was was a really good uh mgm or one of these one of these uh back catalogs that they were going to buy and if so all of a sudden that made just this great place where i could get lots of old movies and everything with that you add that plus the fact that they're putting out quality content they're putting out a lot of money to get good stuff coming i think to me that's you know that's where netflix starts to go away netflix starts to lose ground now of course we haven't really talked about amazon much you know jeff brought it up but Sadly, that's that's still one that I don't think I'll ever get rid of as long as prime yeah, shipping right. is part of it, right, if it all comes yeah, together. Yeah, yeah. So to me, that one, it, I would love if they would put more effort into that app because I know I'm going to have it, right? And certainly cheap, you know, with, what, $10 a month to have just prime in general. And all the stuff that you get with prime is just crazy. Uh, and, and I don't think people even use, you know, a third of what they actually get. But um so I don't know. I'm trying very hard to stay away from the, uh, you know, ten dollars here, ten dollars here, ten dollars here, just for a particular show or something. Because I know if I get one of them, I'll find something that would be interesting. Mm-hmm. But at some point, you got to decide: like, do I need to be more interested, interested in more things, or do I need to just, you know, have something that's going to give me enough interest, right, that I uh, can fill my time? So I'm, uh, I'm hoping it's cyclical. Like I said, you know. Few years ago, it was all about cables, just too much, right? And and the complaint was, I've got too many channels, I can't find anything to watch, right? I'm just scrolling constantly. Well, that's the Netflix model, right? You got so much that it becomes frustrating, and then you go the exact opposite way. And Apple, which had very little to see, but at least when something came out, I was excited. I was like, oh, there's a new one. Okay, well, I watch that. And you know, they put out a movie, and then they you know put out another movie, and and Tom Hanks was doing his thing, and and so it's like, okay. Now, now they're starting to build up some content that's going to be, uh, you know, pretty good to, to see. So I don't know. I, I think in the future, I'm hoping I can get to a point where I'm only at two or three of them and um, not getting to the point where we're pushing the $100 a month deal, uh, which I feel like happens pretty quickly. Um, well, my money, my, if I had to bet predictions on anything, it's Apple TV in two more years is going to be. The, it's going to be what HBO was back in the cable days. It was the it's the service where you're getting really good content, really high quality, a lot of money put behind it. You know, uh, that's what it's going to be and and be seen as. And I think HBO Max is going to be your 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 movie library, your your show library. It 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 may be broader in what Apple TV is a little more. I don't want to say prestige, but a little bit over that, just like upper echelon quality. But HBO Max is going to be a much broader catalog and just what people use. I'd be nervous about Netflix. Um, Amazon, yeah, you're right. There's no need to be worried about it because it's 
it's it's a it's included in that prime membership no yeah. matter what. Um, Hulu, Hulu, and uh, Hulu and Netflix are the ones I would be worried about. Disney's Disney; yeah. they're going to figure out a way to keep growing and stay viable. But um, the two I would bet on would be Apple TV Plus and uh, HBO. Personally, so. yeah, yeah. I know, Alan. You you kind of express concern about the future of the. Yeah, you know, get the big screen release, or maybe, maybe what is the future of movies? And um, I, I don't know if this will calm your nerves, but I, I was on uh, just browsing around on Google, and I don't know if you remember Bo Duke from Dukes of Hazards, but I oh, came yeah. across yeah, mm-hmm. a uh, uh, he's producing his own movies now. It looks like I think his really? name's John Schneider. Yep. Yeah, yeah, John and, Schneider. He was the one that played uh, Bo Duke. You're right. Yeah. In- so there's artists out there who have content to share. And they're finding ways to do it in these feature-length movies. Yeah. And I, I know he's not the only one. He's got a service, uh, cineflixdod.com. And uh, there, but I think what's, what you're keying into is very right here. It's the fact that when you've got this online distribution channel, you can, as an artist, start creating content that you're able to push directly to the consumer and not have to go through a distribution model if you're savvy enough to do it. So I, I do think that that could really hurt the movie theater business even more so because, you know, if I wanted to go see that new John Schneider movie, uh, it's not going to be at the movie theater. I have to now watch it online uh, as like exclusively. So just a little bit of that. But the movie is not going away. The good movie is not going away. Right. Movies are still here. I'm just, I'm very worried about the movie theater business. So that's uh, that's, more of the theaters. No, I totally, totally agree with that. The theater, the theaters are going to have to reinvent themselves. They're going to have to do something completely different in order to, uh, to survive. But content's going to be there. Content's going to be just overloaded, I think. But the theaters, theaters are, theaters are going to struggle. So, uh, and especially as we've talked about before, when your home theater is so comfortable and, quality the the sound and everything something's yeah. something's gonna have to change so like what's hanging above alan's head in the background i see that home yeah right. exactly home theater yeah. No, yeah. I, uh, I bet you made doom I look love, pretty pretty good i love watching movies here in my home theater now i honestly do and uh i i think it rivals a theater experience from a audio video at times for me anyway personally the thing i think that we miss with without the theaters is the communal experience of people kind of <laughs> together. I mean, you know, I, I, you watch a comedy and if I'm sitting here in my home theater, I'm the only one laughing, which is kind of just weird. Um, <laughs> you go to a movie theater and it's something really funny. Everybody's laughing or everybody's scared during a horror movie. You just don't get that in a home theater experience as much mm-hmm. unless you're always packing in a lot of people every time you watch something. So that's what I'm worried about. Um, but, um, yeah, so that's a whole nother topic. I think, uh, Fact of the matter is, streaming services have evolved. They're refining. I think we're finding that there are some that are getting stronger and better than others. There are some that we're a little concerned about that if they don't find a way to kind of really reshape their market, I think they're going to have a tough sell for for people as they start looking at their budgets and uh, really examining how much money they're putting into their entertainment options. So, um, but you know, the stuff's still here to stay. I mean, we'll be getting together another couple of years and. The landscape may change a little bit, but the overall what what we're doing as far as how we're enjoying content, I think is uh, definitely here to stay. So yeah, yeah, yeah. we'll know the movies are back when Tom Cruise finally releases Top Gun Two. See, oh, I think they're exactly. just joking. I I think they're just trying to mess around with us. I don't think there's actually a movie. They I think just, they, made they just a trailer, made a trailer. That's it. And they said, look, <laughs> let's just see as a social experiment how long we can make people believe that this is a real movie. Agree. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Supposedly it's May, right? That's, May that's what I hear. I, May, how many years in a row we heard May? Come on. We'll see. I'll believe it when I see it. Two years, at least two years. Yeah. I'll believe it when I see it. All right, guys. Well, we'll have well, to do this again. The, and we'll have to do this again in two years, right? We'll have to come back we'll again. We'll mark the calendars. Two yep. years, another revisited, stream. Revisited, revisited. I know and we could talk about Top Gun too. Top Gun, yeah, when it finally comes out, <laughs> comes we'll do out. a review of it as well. Um, thanks for everybody for listening. I know we kind of all just got geeked out a little bit on this topic, uh, but it is something that obviously, you know, is something important to our our personal lives and involves a really really high degree of technology going on. So we uh, just want to make sure everybody's staying on top of it. 
Watch your budgets. That's the biggest thing. Actually, that may even be a teaser for the Brothers in Tech suggestion that I'm going to be giving at our next episode. And look at that, how I just wove that in, right? Um, We do have coming up a Brothers in Tech suggestions episode where we are all going to give a recommendation of something to uh, check out as an app or website. And watching your budgets on how much you're spending on streaming services will factor into my recommendation. All right. How's that for a tease? Is that the pretty good? Weave. Very nice. Very nice, yeah, Alan. Good. Mm-hmm. All well right. Brian, if anybody had some uh, questions, wants to follow up with us or chat in any way about this topic or any other topic, how can they do that? Yeah, send us an email at info at the mesh.tv. That's info at the mesh.tv. Tell us about your thoughts on the future of streaming services. And um, if you would like to... Uh, well, I'm sure you want to argue a little bit with everything we've said. So uh, tell us your thoughts. And uh, and if you've got any ideas on future topics, let us know. And uh, that's info at themesh.tv. All right. Jeff Hartman, thanks for joining us again. It's good to see you again. Coming strong, Jeff. I tell you what, you, you did so much better than I thought you would. So really, really good stuff. Yeah. yeah. It's called doing your homework, Brian. Well, I mean, I mean, you actually were like above, well, yeah, you were you were above poor. So I mean, you were well above poor. So I'm just I'm super super happy you're here, man. I, I set a very low standard when it comes to episode <laughs> prep and research. So uh, you had a very low bar to clear, and you you cleared it very handedly. So that's great. I'm, but again, I'm glad I could raise it for you guys. <laughs> again, Jeff Hartman, so glad to have you here with us he, again. Jeff's a professor of exercise science at Gardner Webb University. We've known for a number of years, big lover of technology as well. So that's why he's here talking with us. And uh, then Brian Jackson and Alan Jackson here uh, getting ready to sign off. We will be back next time on Brothers in Tech with our Brothers in Tech suggestions episode. So make sure you stay tuned for that next week. And until then, take care and we will talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you. You've been listening to The Mesh, an online media network of shows and programs ranging from business to arts, sports to entertainment, music to community. All programs are available on the website as well as through iTunes and YouTube. Check us out online at themesh.tv. Discover other network shows and give us feedback on what you just heard.